Well, hey everyone, welcome to the Good News Podcast. And in today's episode, we have someone who is a dynamo. She has passion, she has energy. She is one of the most articulate communicators uh, uh, I think I've ever had a conversation with. She, she's amazing, you're really gonna love her. Her name is Anjanae Walker. She has just become the center manager at the Journey Neighborhood Center. And we cover, believe me, man, we cover a lot of ground in this conversation from how to create a more equal society around anti-black racism, but but also equality for, for all peoples, but also just a sense of one's story coming full circle. You'll, you'll hear that amazing, the way Anjane has become the center manager at a place, an organization like the Journey Neighbors Center, where at one time she was she was served. She was there as a as a student, even before that, as as a family who was just receiving great connection and care and leadership. So this is a full circle kind of story. I think you're gonna love this one, friends. Let's dive in. Hey everyone, welcome to the Good News Podcast and really, really glad you can join us for today's episode. We, uh, we always have special guests, but this, this guest is, is, is uh, <laughs> particularly special to, to me, uh, Anjanae Walker, uh, our new center manager at the Journey Neighborhood Center. So just grateful for uh, her life and her leadership and all that God is doing in and through her. Uh, Anjanae, let, let's just jump into how you uh, became uh, this, into this role as as far as the, the manager, center manager at the Journey Neighborhood Center, because it's 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 really quite an amazing way that it's all happened and come together. Yeah, it's funny actually. It's like a full circle. Um, so I started as a placement student. I was just Sheridan. I was going to Sheridan College, going through the social service worker diploma program, and I end up getting placement with the Journey. And then I came back in 2019 as a summer camp leader. Um, and then I left and I had another baby and I got educated. <laughs> um, but I've always been connected to the journey since uh, Kevin and I, which is the former manager, we were really close. Yeah. Um, so I've always been connected. The journey has never left me out of anything, gift cards, presents for my kids. Mm. So it, I've always been connected. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, amazing the way the journey has been a part of your life at, 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 at different levels, you know, and now to yeah. come on this role, you you would understand what people are going through. You would understand the needs of the community. And, and before we get in, into that, because it it's a very unique community, I think you bring, what I see is you bring a lot of uniqueness to, to this role, <laughs> which, is, which is great. You mentioned about getting educated, because you seem like someone to me who is... Um, wise beyond your years, if I could say. I just, I just love the conversation we've had. I, I just like, wow, what, that's, a, that's a great idea. That's a great thought. Like, so you, you have lots of wisdom from, from my personal observation and experience. What was getting educated like? What, what did that mean for you? What did you do as far as go, going back to school, or what was that? What was that all about? And, and how was that process uh, for you? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Um, getting educated. I say that in a way that I did not only obtain my bachelor's degree in social work, okay. but I got educated in life nice. and in purpose and self-esteem. I got educated in a lot mm -hmm. of things mm -hmm. um, and it was not all the same process. Like, okay. I had to go through different seasons yeah. during that time. And I say the journey was a part of my journey personally, yeah. Yeah. Um, with not only being connected and being involved in the journey, never forgetting me in anything, but just in that season of healing, I was mm -hmm. going through a lot of healing at that time. And just being at the journey and doing mm. programs and such really helped along with my journey. So for me, getting educated, 
I left, I got um, my bachelor's of social work from York University. And that alone was its own experience. Mm. Being a black woman, a young mm. black woman, mm-hmm. trying to navigate the education system is mm. hard, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. it's society has been made for me not to succeed. And I have to work three times as hard, four times mm-hmm. as hard to get to where I am compared to my other people, right? Mm-hmm. Compared to my white counterparts, sure. to be really. Yeah. Yeah. So it was hard with social work, um, going through those few years, learning really mm-hmm. about all the problems in society and the mm-hmm. roots and where it's coming from and just continuously being reminded how oppressed my people are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't even say were because that would be past tense because mm-hmm. we still are. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was hard constantly hearing about it, constantly learning about it, constantly having to write about it, mm-hmm. whether it was the black community, the indigenous community, like it was just, it was so hard to find the positive yeah. going through all that history of mm-hmm. social work, how mm-hmm. we started, the purpose of social workers, the intentions of the system that was created. And then it took me a while and it got me down at one point because mm-hmm. I just said, okay, you know, is this a field I really want to go into that mm-hmm. I'm constantly writing and reading about how oppressed my people are? And I had to just do some self-reflection. I had to ask myself if this is where I'm meant to be. Mm-hmm. Um, if this is where I'm supposed to go. Is mm-hmm. this my career path? And Everything I do, I try to do with intention and purpose. So if I was supposed to go through this master's degree at social work, is this my right move? Mm -hmm. Is this me giving back to my community? Is this going to benefit me as a person or is this going to drain my soul type Mm -hmm. of thing? Mm -hmm. Um, But I found I always have to find the positive and the negative. Mm -hmm. And as much as social work has so much negative things attached to it, rightfully so, I found a new meaning for myself. Mm. I found a new purpose for myself. Mm, all mm, of my lived amazing. experience, all of my trauma finally decided to make sense mm. as I went through this process of me being able to talk about it, me being able to connect mm. with others on a different level. It's not coming from a textbook. It's mm-hmm. not coming from practicum and yeah. placements of learning how to talk to people, learning how to talk to clients. It's coming from a place of home. Yeah a place of where this is my everyday lived experience. This is what I faced. Um, and I have a better understanding of how to connect to others mm. because of the things that mm-hmm. I face. So social work really gave meaning to my trauma, mm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I continued with it. Mm. And I found that as I continued in my journey and as I continue with meeting with people and continue talking about my life story, it really helped others find purpose as well Mm -hmm. to keep going and me just going back and getting my bachelor's degree alone like it it takes a lot out of anyone racialized to get to that point and i decided to get there and get it done it was hard (laughs) there was a lot of tears Mm. um but finally being able to walk across that stage that's awesome it gave such completeness yeah, because yeah. I did something that society told me I wasn't allowed to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that must have been quite a quite a <laughs> moment, eh? When you when you walked across that stage and and just this all coming together and oh my gosh, um, you know, as you're talking, I'm thinking about there's a book by Henry Nouwen called The Wounded Healer, and in the idea that as we get healed, then God enables us to to bring healing to other people's lives, and I just really hear that in your as you you know as you share part of that part of this this process and journey to get to where you are today. Yeah. Um, Anjana, you mentioned uh, having to work three times harder than, than other people. And, and, and I'd love to just 
explore that a little bit and what what that looked like. Because I think sometimes people maybe hear that, but don't necessarily know what the realities of of because it is it's very it's very real. And yeah. and I, I just feel like the more we can talk openly about these things, the more we can work on changing the system. So. Uh, our 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 world does become more equal for for all people. Mm-hmm. What did that look like for you in this case, having to work harder than, say, a person of 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 uh, who is white? You know, yeah, yeah, really. That's kind of what we're talking about here. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I think yeah. it roots one in privilege, okay. right? Yeah. Right from the day that you were conceived, not mm-hmm. even from the day you were born, the day you conceived, yeah. right? Because the it also depends on the type of treatment that your mother gets mm-hmm. from the medical system, mm-hmm. right? It starts from there. Mm-hmm. It starts mm-hmm. from when you're conceived. When you're born, literally, if, whether you're born black or you're born white, that kind of starts framing of how your life is going to yeah. be, okay. right? If you're born white, you automatically get applied these privileges that nobody else gets applied mm-hmm. to, right? Like you automatically don't have to worry about certain things. You don't have to worry about how the public is going to look at you. You don't mm-hmm. have to worry about being followed around in grocery stores or any store, really. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be worried about being nervous when police stops you. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it doesn't, that fear is not applied yeah. to you. But let's say you are a black child or indigenous child or any racialized being that's born, you're automatically attached to these negative stereotypes mm-hmm. of your mm-hmm. community. Um, so it's right from when you're born. And mm. I didn't have privilege in that sense. Mm. I have privilege being a black woman that's young, that's a single mother, that's educated. That's a lot of privilege within my community. Mm. But I also don't have a lot of privilege where I don't feel comfortable walking around grocery stores. Mm. I'm always checking my surroundings. I'm always checking for my exits. I don't feel comfortable driving next to police, <laughs> much mm-hmm. less to have to talk to them, right? Yeah. Um and that also comes from, it's generational. It also mm-hmm. comes from fear from my parents and their parents and continues all the way back to slavery and how yeah. we were treated then. So being in school now, I mean, the education system is a mess. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a mess when it comes to marginalized communities and there's no representation. Mm-hmm. There's no, we don't learn about our history. Mm-hmm. For for the black community, you don't learn about black history. Mm. I didn't learn about Black History until I was in grade seven. Mm. <laughs> and I was just like, this existed in Canada. Like wow. in yeah. my head, this happened in America. This nothing happens in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it also comes because Canada paints this picture mm-hmm. of us being this opening, welcome society, this multicultural society, mm-hmm. and that's open and welcoming to all. But the way that I see is Canada, we just know how to talk pretty. That's what mm, I say. We know okay. how to sugarcoat things, how to make things seem less than what it actually is. Mm-hmm. So being in the education system, I got excited when I had a black teacher because they were so rare. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't, when stuff was going on at home, you had someone you can go to. Mm-hmm. For kids that, in, in schools, if there, if there was chaos going at home or if there was any issues at home, they wouldn't feel safe talking to their teachers. Um, and if the teachers knew about it, it automatically goes to the worst thing possible. Mm. It automatically goes to domestic violence. It automatically goes to assaults when it comes to the Black community. Mm, these, these assumptions. Yeah, yeah these yeah, assumptions. Yeah, 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 yeah. All of a sudden, it's yeah. not, you know, normal teenage yeah. issues, right? Yeah. Or yeah. normal parents just yeah. not understanding the culture mm-hmm. of being in Canada f- compared to being back home. There's mm-hmm. a lot of culture differences. So 
the assumption automatically is the worst mm -hmm. compared to a white family. So mm -hmm. it's like, no, the principal's like, come in my office. Let's talk about it. Mm -hmm. Black families don't get that. We mm -hmm. get CES. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Um, so being in school, I had no representation. I had, I didn't learn about my community. I didn't learn about my people. It was just literally like black people here because you either came from immigrants or you were just born here and this is all you knew. Um, but I never understood why I had to do extra things, mm. right? Like I never understood why I had to write extra assignments or why I would write a certain assignment and if it wasn't shaped a certain way, mm -hmm. I was failed or it didn't make any sense. So especially going through college and university, oh, I should say when I started from college, I really learned about racism in a different way. Um, and I realized that racism happens sometimes in the most subtle ways that if you don't know about it, you would even pick up on mm -hmm, it. Mm -hmm. um, and I just grew up thinking that this was just normal. Mm -hmm. Like, I have to write an extra essay. It's just something that has to be done. Mm -hmm. Not knowing I'm doing it because I'm black and not <laughs> because I'm good at writing. Mm -hmm, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. So when it came to university, I had to work extra hard to make my name known, mm -hmm. in a sense, because... You need the referrals. You need the references mm -hmm. when you want to continue your career and your education or even get started. You yeah. need those type of things. And for me to do it, I had to be seen. Mm. I had to make myself seen, whether it's verbally, whether it's through my debates, whether it's through my writing. Mm. Yeah. I just had to make my name known. Mm. Um, and for me, this is why I take my name so personally to me, because it's who... I'm identified as. Mm. Even if you don't see me and you read my writing or you read my assignments, you'll know it's me because there's something different mm. about this mm -hmm. particular mm -hmm. thing. Um, and I learned that late in life. Yeah. I learned that late when it comes to my words and my writing, I stand out. Yeah. I mean, going to school, even after school, I've had people I went to school with did not even recognize them, recognize me, mm. not my face, but my words, the mm. way I talk, the way I advocate, as I was recognized for. So me being able to work extra hard, it's unfair because my my white counterparts don't have to do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but I also embrace it in a way because me working extra hard is what made my purpose more. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And it, it I allow my name to be recognized. I mean, it's a weird looking name as it is, right? Everyone <laughs> sees the name like, oh my God, I'm curious. But I, you know, I, when you I, see I, my name and have my words and it comes together, it's like, yeah. you can't forget me. That yeah, weird looking old awesome. name. <laughs> and I wouldn't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah so no, but I hear, I yeah, that. wow. Uh, I, I, I just want to use this moment to acknowledge the truth and what you've said. And, and as a, as a white male, I, I'm really sorry, you know, that, that life has been, and, and as you said, um, continues to be, hopefully there's been change, but there's a lot more to go and I'm very committed to, to walk in that journey together and yeah, just dream of the day and hope for the day and pray for the day. I want to work for the day where, where, you know, you don't need to work three times as hard as everyone else to get to where you are. Yeah. yeah but glad that God gave you all that God has to get you where you are today. Amen. And as you amen, right on. <laughs> and as you think about this role then now with the Journey Neighbor Center Center Manager, how does all that you've just been we've just been talking about uh, anti-black racism really really bringing equality, um, being someone in a leadership position um, of color? How how do you see that working? What are you excited about as far as you know in this role? How you can bring that part of you that 
our world, our community needs so desperately? What what are you imagining might might be able to be possible through yeah through you being in this role? Um, Anjane Walker, <laughs> the unique, hard working, oh, passionate, oh, gosh, um, beautiful person. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think one, it's because of my lived experience, mm. why I have, why I look at the world differently. I look at the journey as the safe place of the mm. communities, mm. the one place that you can go to that doesn't hold any judgment, doesn't, I wouldn't say doesn't care what you look like, but doesn't make that a factor into the type of treatment that mm. you get. Um, and that's something I want to continue mm. because the journey, we need spaces mm. that are just dedicated to people. And I feel like that's what journey is. So one of my goals is, I just kind of want the community to recognize me for who I am. I am black. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I am racialized. I do mm -hmm. come come from the Caribbean. I do have Jamaican and Trini culture. Um, but that doesn't take away from what I've learned. Mm -hmm. That doesn't take away from my lived experience. That doesn't take away from my education. If anything, it enhances me mm -hmm. in a way mm -hmm. because I'm I've been on both sides of this playing field. Mm -hmm. I've been on the side where I was told I was amount to nothing, I won't make it to nothing, I won't get anywhere. And I've been on the side where I've had to work hard, mm -hmm. tears, sweat, pain mm -hmm. to get to where I am. So because I don't come from a whole place of privilege, it's easy for me to recognize when something else is missing than mm -hmm. other people because I know how hard I had to work. And I just want that, want this community to know that, that I'm not... You see me now. I mean, you see my makeup, my hair, and my nails. And you're like, oh, this girl has it all together. And really, I don't. Like, mm -hmm. there's no perfect being. Mm -hmm. I just have purpose for people. Mm -hmm. And if I can use my story or use my smile or use the journey as a safe place for people to walk in and say, you know, I need help and not face judgment mm -hmm. um, to get the support that they need, then why not? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. why does everything have to have a price tag attached to yeah. it or have to have intentions behind it? Really, the journey is just, we're here to help, we're here to serve, and it's more of a, how can I help you mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. type of mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You you mentioned the journey being a place, a safe place, and, and certainly being a place where you experienced, I think you used the phrase, um, I was always remembered. Uh, and, yeah. and 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 um, love to talk a bit about what that, looked like, what that means, because I think we're living in a time as we come through this pandemic where people have really felt disconnected and, mm -hmm. and are feeling isolated and lonely. And especially when, when life is hard, then that's exponential for people. And so it's just a really important time for us to remember people, to to make sure people know that they're not forgotten. And and so really curious how that happened for you, how the journey um offered you a place where you were remembered, what that looked like. But then also, yeah, what does it look like from the other side? How do we do that for others um, in the context of the journey? But just also anyone who's listening, just to be thinking a little bit on, uh, we all can be a part of this and remember people and help people know that they're not forgotten and people find great hope and strength in that, as you have, you know, yeah. as well. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes it's just us as humans, we put so much thought mm. into everything we're doing. And when we want to do something <clears throat> for somebody else, you want it to be this big bang, you know, this big thing. Um, and for me with the journey, it was just simple text messages. Oh. It was Kevin just saying, hey, how are you? Oh. 
or, you know, remember the journey, stop by or Christmas and holidays. It was, we have presents for the kids. We have a gift card for you. And it was never, the journey was also a place I can go when I was in need. I can call Kevin, but Kevin, I need help for groceries. And he'll say, okay, come by this in this day. Um, but it was also, even when I was gone for months and months at a time, didn't visit, didn't hear from me, they remembered my children. And I think that was, that was big for mm, me because sure. Christmas time came and they would say, Hey, Anjane, come by, come pick up the presents for the kids. We have a gift card for you. And I mean, that alone yeah. went a mile for me, went mm. huge for me because just remembering somebody, you don't have to remember their situation. You mm-hmm. don't have to have something negative to be able to remember that they're just human. Mm -hmm. You don't have to know what's going on with them to know that it's okay to say hi. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's okay to drop off a gift card. It's okay to get groceries. They may not need it. They might have a house full of food, Mm -hmm. but it's a thought that you would say, you know, this person could benefit from it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's important. That was a part of my journey was just the fact that it doesn't matter how long I was gone they still knew I existed. Mm. They still remembered I existed. And I could have been perfectly fine, but they want to make sure that I was in a position to be Mm. okay. They want Mm -hmm. to make sure that my children had presents, even if I didn't give Mm -hmm. it to them. And Mm -hmm. they had no idea. Kevin had no idea what I was going through then. But every single time, whether it's Kevin or Carrie or anyone else at the journey, um, as long as I had the journey at the end of it, I was like... Wow. Right. And you don't get that from people. Everything is attached to something else. There's always expectation attached to it. And with the journey is just love and kindness. It was just, we know you, Mm -hmm. you know, we know you're a single mom. We know you have two kids and we had some presents and I thought about your children. That Mm -hmm. for me was like, you thought about my kids. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I think it's important for just people as humans, just, there's so much chaos mm-hmm. and oh, anger yeah. and hurt and everything you can think of in this world, but it's so rare to find kindness. Yeah. Mm. And kindness doesn't have to be anything tangible. Mm-hmm. It could literally just be a smile. Yeah. It could just be a wave. It could mm-hmm. just be, how can I help you? Mm-hmm. Do you need anything? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what makes the journey so significant because we try not to forget yeah. those even if they're gone, we try to remember them. We try mm-hmm. to bring them back to the journey. We try to keep them involved, even if they ignore us or yeah. don't show yeah. up. Yeah. It's the thought that we said, okay, we don't know if this contact number is still yeah. active, but this is what we have, so we're going to try it yeah. anyways. Yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. love that. Yeah. And we're going to keep trying. And we're going to keep trying. Yeah, it's just about yeah. being kindness and just reaching out. Mm-hmm. Like it's nothing... Everything has expectations Mm -hmm. and it's so rare to find someone or something that genuinely just concerns about your Mm -hmm. Mm well-being, concerned Uh, to keep a smile on your face, mm -hmm, (laughs) right? mm -hmm. So I love that. Yeah. I I, I love the word kindness, you know, and what a great way to to describe that, kind enough to be thought of, to remember. And and something as simple as a text, like uh, that's so true, eh? when you're having a tough time. Um, to get a text from somebody just saying, "Hey, thinking of you, remembering you," it, it does. Exactly. It, it, you, you don't forget that. Yeah. And and, uh, and I just love that. Now you're in this. It's, it's, I just can't get over the fact that you know here here as a journey has been a blessing to you. You are now in a role where you get to be this same blessing to to so many that that will that, that's going to be happening in a way that it just kind of comes full circle. It's really For cool sure. the way God yeah. works. Eh? And I just love it. Love it. It's funny that you mentioned about about. Um, 
the hope that comes when people are remembered and, and not forgotten. In fact, when we when we built the journey, that was one of the things we, we continued to hear from the community. It had been, in, it had been a neighborhood that, that kind of the city had forgotten about. That, that, that was just a little, little pocket of, of really you know, run-down townhouses that people had sort of lost track of in, in, in some ways. And as we took mayors and councillors and city officials there, there really was this eye-opening uh, awareness of, oh my goodness, like we, we need to all work together to bring, to bring hope, to bring transformation, to bring some change. Um, and and it, it's cool that it happens at an individual level, I, I think, as well, and continues to. It's, part of the, it's always been a part of what God's called us to do at the journey and, and, and continues to be. And I don't think anyone's more set up to do that than you, my friend. It's, oh, it's so cool. You. Oh, no, for sure, for sure. Your faith, um, my sense, is, is, is really uh, a part of who you are and, and everything you do. And, and, and so we'd love to, to explore a little bit how how that has been a strength for you through your journey, at the journey, but also through your own personal, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, struggles, challenges, uh, getting resiliency. Um, and, and then just how that also, that faith, that relationship with God is, is important for you as a leader taking on a role that's, it's a big role. It's, it's going to be a challenge. It, it's it's yeah. hard work, as, as you already know. And how does that, how does that fit in? How does that, how is that helpful and hopeful for you? Mm-hmm. Mm, faith. Mm. <laughs> that word, um, my faith, it was a journey, mm-hmm. right? I, I'm not a perfect Christian. Mm. Um, I definitely do fall short of God's grace a lot. Mm. <laughs> I can say that mm. I'm not perfect. Um, but I think what is so perfect about God is that he doesn't care how fall, how far mm. you fall, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't care. Like the situation you put yourself in, he's always there with, you know, his arms open saying, you know, come back home now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> type mm-hmm. of thing. Like, okay, you had your fit, come back home. Mm-hmm. Um, so my faith has been a lot. It took me a lot to get to the point where I could just believe and trust God that I know things will be okay. Mm. Because I've had so many moments where I would sit there like, okay, God, where you at? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Because mm-hmm. what I see is nothing but chaos. <laughs> all right. And you are not a God of chaos. So what is happening here? Um, and with all the trauma and stuff that I've been through in my childhood and as a teenager, I just, I lost my faith with God for a while because it just didn't make any sense to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it still doesn't make any sense to me when things happen. I'm just, you know, sometimes I remember saying to God, like, did you just create me for pain? Mm. Did you just create me to constantly be an example for your glory? And I'll be honest, at one point I thought God was really selfish. Like, mm. you just created me for all this trauma just so I could share my story and you can get the praise and glory at the end of it? Like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Type of that's thing. That's how it felt, yeah. Yeah, that's how it felt. Yeah, and then yeah. it was me going through that trauma, but how did I come out of it? Mm. You know, how did I survive through that trauma how did i get to the point of healing Mm. how did i get to the point of being able to talk about it um i it was been a long journey i mean it's been counselors and hospital visits and crying and pain and screaming and just constantly asking god why Mm. um but the question was to ask him was why not Mm. in a sense Mm. i didn't like i had to go through all this trauma but I was able to find my voice through it. I was able to understand my purpose through it. I was able to find my voice that I didn't have before. Mm. 
And I don't think I would ever get to this point to have a voice if I didn't go through that trauma mm -hmm. because I didn't know how to advocate for myself. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to speak for myself. I was just a quiet kid that just sucked up everything and took everything and said, this is what love looked like. Mm. And it was my trauma that got me to realize that this is not what love looks like. This is not how love is supposed to function. So I definitely had my moments where I was mad at God. Mm -hmm. um, but it was his love that carried me through. Mm. It didn't matter how mad I got at him or how much I accused him of just sitting on a cloud, not doing anything. He still loved me mm. despite my anger, despite my pain, despite mm. me blaming everything on him. He still loved me. He never stopped loving me mm -hmm. and that's where my faith comes in because mm -hmm. having being in a world full of hate it's so hard to find genuine love mm -hmm. um and even in man in humans it's hard to find someone who genuinely loves you without any attachments mm -hmm. <laughs> really and truly mm -hmm. um but god is the one person that genuinely loves you yeah. no matter what mm. you could be broken as ever and he'll still see the beauty in the broken vase mm -hmm. that's just who god is mm -hmm. so i learned to trust him even when my reality is telling me it doesn't make any sense to mm -hmm. um and that comes from my trauma yeah. that comes from my tears of crying that comes from me being mad with god that comes from a lot of things but it also allowed me to recognize who god really is mm -hmm. Right. Like I remember telling you, Jamie, mm. I grew up believing terrified of mm -hmm. God. <laughs> really and yeah. truly. I just I was terrified of going to hell. Yeah. <laughs> More than I was terrified of both God himself. Yeah. I was like, I just yeah. don't want to burn. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, oh, no. But as I got older, I learned God, right? Mm. I learned that He's your father and He's your friend and mm. He understands you. And even when you're mad at him, he still loves you, mm -hmm. right? Like Absolutely. it's like parenting when your kids are having a whole temper tantrum because they can't have their lollipop. And I'm yeah. just like, but you have a whole meal at home and yeah. you're getting mad over a lollipop, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? So it's kind of like with God is as man, we always see present, mm -hmm. right? Like we we never remember that God sees the whole picture. Mm -hmm. God mm -hmm. sees the beginning, the middle and the end. Mm -hmm. We just see what's in front of us and what's behind us. Mm -hmm. We don't see what's to come. Yeah, yeah. So me six years ago, 10 years ago to see myself here right now. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, I didn't even think I would get here. But it was because of his love. It was because of me learning God for myself. It was because of me trusting the unknown. Mm -hmm. And I'm a person who doesn't like the unknown. Yeah, I want to yeah, know yeah. it all from A to Z. And God doesn't yeah. work that way. Yeah, God's like, yeah. I'll let you know. Yeah. And portions mm -hmm. when you need to know. Yeah. And me, I'm just like, no, but God, I want to know everything. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but there's also a lot of things that God has protected me from that I don't even understand mm -hmm. till this day. So it's more of my faith establishes who I am because I wouldn't be here without it. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't mm -hmm. be able to turn my trauma into something positive without my faith. Because mm -hmm. if I never believed that God will pull me through, mm -hmm. I wouldn't have been here. Yeah. Wow. So it didn't matter how mad and hurt I was. I knew in the back of my head, God still loved me. Like yeah. there was no way God's just going to let this be my story. Yeah. And that was yeah. it. Yeah. There's something yeah. more. It might not come now. Yeah. I mean, it came years later, but I can sit here and say that I can look back and see purpose yeah. for that pain. Amen. Amen. I just have, 
Oh, the yeah, the the redeeming work of God. That is so 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 awesome, and it's all over your story. Oh, thanks, thanks so much, Anjane, for today. Want to want to close with a little good news podcast rapid fire. If if we could, sure. just a few quick questions here to close off. What's the best thing going on in your home these days? My kids are growing up. Mm. I mean, it's the best thing for them, and it's the best thing for my pocket. But it hurts me as mom mm-hmm. because right, I feel like they were just born last week and i'm looking at them and they talk back now i'm just like what happened (laughs) but just watching them grow and watching them become their individual people and their personalities and just them as people like these are people i created that's awesome seeing them blossom is like oh my god i did something right (laughs) yeah you sure did you sure did oh that's great what's the best thing going on in your in your neighborhood in your community um i guess right now it would be there's a lot of construction mm-hmm. that's a love-hate thing because <laughs> it's a lot of noise um but i feel like brampton is starting to move forward in opening mm. themselves up more and upgrading our city mm. um our volume of people have grown mm-hmm. <laughs> so the mm-hmm. city needs to upgrade as well so i love all the upgrades that the city of brampton is doing do they have a lot more things that they need to work on yes but they are moving in a step the right direction Mm -hmm, mm yeah yeah cool cool (laughs) awesome and what's the best thing going on in in our world big question Mm -hmm. i just love the fact that marginalized communities the Mm. fact that my community the black community Mm. we're no longer silent Mm -hmm. i love that yeah um i mean not to say that we haven't been silent all this time we've definitely been loud but now to me it's like a different level of loudness Mm. now it's we're here we're bold. You can't get rid of us. Um, there's a lot more action behind words now. There's a lot more policies coming out, a lot more laws yeah. coming out. I mean, the world's not perfect, but compared to how it was five years ago to now, um, the treatment have black communities, could I say it's gone completely better? No, but I see more and more of my people knowing their value and their worth. Mm-hmm. I see more and more young people getting back in school and getting their education and rallying together and understanding that the world is a hard place, but this is how we can navigate it mm-hmm. and fight for our rights, right? Mm-hmm. So I love the fact that we're loud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. love it. Like yeah. you can't quiet us down anymore. Yeah. We're yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. And 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 hopefully an openness for pe- all people to hear as well and listen to what's being said. I think, I think, I think that's growing as well, which I agree is a really, really good thing, you know? Yeah. yeah and yeah. I feel like when yeah. one community speaks up, it gives purpose and push for other communities to speak up as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like, right on. We can talk about black right communities on. all the time, but you can't talk about the black community without talking about the indigenous community. This doesn't yeah, make yeah. any sense to me. Yeah. So yeah. I just love the fact that we are, we as people we're just getting loud yeah and we're just saying enough yeah yeah where things aren't right let's 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 be loud and let's bring action absolutely oh me too me too (laughs) oh well thank you so so much i'd love to offer a prayer for you as we as we close and just celebrate the conversation and pray for you in this new new role i can't can't wait to see what god's gonna do yeah yeah (laughs) yeah cool cool uh let us pray loving and, and gracious god we we thank you so much for the um openness and honesty of this this conversation you have um created a very special person here in Angene, and we thank you for um the way that you have opened up your arms to her i love her, that image of 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 being welcomed home and may may she and and others who are listening and watching this today may we all know 
that you open up your arms and welcome us in and are right there to lead us through all that we face in, in life. We, we pray for continued work at, at, at bringing equality to all peoples and that the Journey Neighborhood Center will continue to be a, a hub in that community in Ardglen and Arenda that will bring blessing, that will bring hope and transformation. So we thank you again for this conversation and for the many ways that you're working in and through it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much again. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're very, very <laughs> welcome. You're welcome. And friends, thank you uh, for being a part of the Good News Podcast conversation today. Uh, we continue to be grateful that we can share this life and ministry together. And God bless you and be with you and hope to see you again soon. Well, guys, I told you that, that she was a dynamo. I, I love the passion and the the openness and the honesty. Just, Angers was so real in that conversation all, all the way through. I, I love that about her. Don't you think she's going to do a phenomenal job as far as center manager with the, the Journey Neighborhood Center? We are in good hands. We're in such good hands. We cover some really big stuff when we talk about anti-black racism and building a, a more equal society, like like really big stuff, really important. Hope hope everyone heard that really loud and clear. We, we just all want to get on that page and keep working at that together, whatever it takes, like whatever it takes. But we also heard some really little simple things that, that we don't want to miss, I think. To, to know how powerful it is to help people not be forgotten, to remember people. That can bring hope to someone's life every single day. We all can do that. That's, 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 that's beautiful. I love that. And as I love that image that, that Anjanae offered of, of God having open arms, welcoming her home, never being outside of God's love. I hope we hear that loud and clear too. And can it be people who live that out, who offer that kind of love? Because it does, it really does change people's lives and impacts this world we live in. Friends, man, I love being part of this, this community, this Good News Podcast family. So thank you for being a part of it as well. You can follow us on Instagram, Good News with Jamie Holtham. If you want to subscribe, if you want to like this, if you want to share this, if you want to rate this, all of that would help us get some good news out into this world and you can be a part of it. Friends, thanks so much for being here today. God bless you and be with you. Hope to see you again soon.